Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Six Figure Social Worker Podcast. It's your girl, LA. I am your Six Figure Social Worker, and I want to thank you for tuning in once again. Listen, I am excited about what I'm going to share with you on today. I'm going to be focusing on those of you who have been preparing to take the licensure exam. Maybe you failed it and you're discouraged and don't want to go back. Today, I'm going to focus on you, but I'm also going to share with you a conversation that I had with a young lady who's a master in social work. And um, it's just really was talking to me about um, her concerns with being in the field and how she didn't have any mentors or anyone to help her see the bigger picture in social work. She's going to share with you how she um, dis- desired to start a podcast. And at the end, I'm going to share with you what ultimately happened. So stay tuned and I'll be back. Okay, thank you for tuning in. All right, so those of you who are preparing to take the licensure exam, first of all, I want to say to you, it is very important for you to overcome the fear, the anxiety, um, the doubt when it comes to this test because many opportunities and doors opened up for me once I obtained my LSW and then once I ultimately obtained my LISW. So I am a licensed independent social worker with supervision designation, which simply means I'm able to supervise other master level students or master level um, social workers who are preparing to become independently licensed. And so um, we know that there's different sections in the that's covered in the test. And today I'm going to be sharing with you on the direct and indirect practice. And so I'm going to ask you a question and I'm going to, again, just similar to the test, give you some options, and then I'm going to help you break it down so you'll be able to understand your study habits and understand how they're actually asking the question. So those of you who have been listening to me for a while know that um, I failed the test twice and I was studying. I stayed up late, I got up early, and I was studying. So um, I was discouraged when I failed the test. But what I didn't understand is that there were techniques When you're preparing for the test, it's not just um, studying the terms and and to be able to um, regurgitate the information that you study, but it's really being able to understand the various techniques and understand the various theories and um, the processes and understanding the difference between um, those. And so today, here is your first question. It says, a client who was sexually abused as a child by her father is directed in a therapy session to have a conversation with her father, although her father isn't present. This technique is known as A, role-playing, B, projection, C, acting out, or D, empty chair. I'm going to read the question again. A client who was sexually abused as a child by her father is directed in a therapy session to have a conversation with her father, although her father isn't present. This technique is known as A, role-playing, B, 
projection, C, acting out, or D, empty chair? If you answer D, empty chair, you are correct. So in this, you must understand the process of role playing. You must understand what is projection, what is acting out, and what is empty chair. And so in the question, it says that a therapist had her client have a conversation with someone who wasn't present. So she didn't say that the therapist was going to act as the role of the father. She didn't say, so we already know to rule out role playing. She didn't say that the client was acting out in anger, you know, because of um, what happened with her father being projection. She didn't say that the client just started acting out in the, you know, in school and all of that. But this right here, she used a technique called empty chair. The client was actually asked to have a conversation with her father, although he wasn't present. Okay, so yeah, we're just having a discussion. And um, one of the things you said was um, you didn't know, like as a social worker, you know, with your master's, there's a lot of stuff you didn't know because you wasn't being told. Can you elaborate more on that? So when I went to college initially, I was there for nursing, knowing that that's not what I really wanted to do. When I finally found my passion in social work, it was the push to do community mental health. Like that was it. Like, here we go. We're going to sit behind a desk. You're going to talk to somebody. And yeah, just a slight few of us go to macro stuff and do legislation and stuff. But really, we're just supposed to be community mental health people. Deal with mental health, deal with the problems as they come, sit behind the desk, and that's what we do. So when I started my MSW program, right out of my BSW program, I didn't see the value in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the value in getting LISW. That's not, that wasn't explained to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the value in furthering my education for better promotion or for macro practice or even learning that I love macro much more than the micro practice because nobody told you that nobody tells you that and honestly in our community we don't see that Mm. a lot of black people may go into social work but they may not even get a license they'll be case managers forever and then we don't see people paving the way we don't see people that look like us in the classroom We don't see any of that. So when you decide to become a therapist, a social worker or whatever, and you're black, it's like, this is what you're designed to do. Go be a case manager or go sit behind a desk. There's no other option. Wow. Wow. And so you're interested in starting a podcast to kind of break that stigma and talk to talk to us about that. So um, me and another uh, male social worker Mm. have been talking about the issues with social work. Um, mental health in the black community and the stigma that comes with it. So we've decided that we just need to be the voice of the people per se. Right. So we want to talk about all these different topics and be real as social workers. Like right. let's not, we're not some sit behind a desk, dress off fancy people. Right. We're wear leggings, wear J's right. type people that's still trying to make community change. Right. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. And it's unfortunate too that we don't have a lot of individuals who are willing to um, reach back 
and share. But it could be because they too are behind the desk and thinking that this is all social work entails. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I just happen to be one that's like, okay, wait, hold on. It got to be more than this. You know what I'm saying? And And just being willing. Mm -hmm. We need more people like you who inspire us to do that. Like, honestly, if we wouldn't have run into you, we probably wouldn't think about a podcast. We would continue to listen to other people's, but Mm -hmm. not think about doing one ourselves. We wouldn't be thinking about writing books. We wouldn't be thinking about speaking engagements and all of that because that's not where social workers are supposed to be. Right, right. So that's awesome. That's all. And that's encouraging for me too, you know, for me to really recognize that I'm doing what I've been called to do, Mm -hmm. you know, because for me, this is social work. You know, us even sitting here and really processing this thing is social work. And so um, for me, even as I, you know, started this podcast, a six-figure social worker, I wanted to debunk the myth. Like, you know, as a professor, it's like all my students will say, oh, we don't make money in this field, so I'm, I already know. And I'm thinking, okay, so what are you teaching the people that you're going to be working with? You know, are you teaching them to get out of poverty or stay in it? Mm-hmm. Or are you teaching them to surpass you because you don't want no money? Right. <laughs> you know, and it was just like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and we know, like, from the heart of it, it's not about pursuit of money. Right. But we also know that as we're helping other people, that's where, you know, our blessings lie. Yes. You know, if you really look at it like that. And so um, I'm grateful that you guys were that our paths were able to meet because it always gives me joy to see other people like really stepping into their purpose. You know what I'm saying? Because it's more to us than just sitting behind the desk. You know, it's more to us than just sitting listening to somebody's problems. Sooner or later, you'll get burned out. And so um, as you, I encourage you to continue, you know, to pursue that. Like, and you guys already got your topics down and all of that stuff, which says to me, you passionate about this, yes, you know, serious. and that you said it's serious. <laughs> <laughs> so what type, what type of thing are you doing now? Like what type of work are you doing? Um, I do, I'm working at a community mental health agency. I'm um, a lead therapist for our recovery house. So okay. I work with women who are in recovery, who are trying to start their lives over, help get them connected to resources in the community, teach them skills to be successful in the community. And I also am in private practice, which is funny because I've always been taught that you can't do private practice until you have your independent licensure. Mm -hmm. But a door of opportunity opened. Um, I met with actually an African-American male who owns his own um, private practice. And in speaking with me, he was able to give me the opportunity to work under him so that I can do private practice work. And honestly, since that door has opened, that's been one of my favorite things I've ever done in my life. Awesome. 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 Okay. So I just want to thank you for sharing, you know, your experience with us. Um, And I encourage my audience to um, reach out, you know, and search the podcast because um, I'm sure the listeners are right there where you are, you know, not really understanding the benefit of having a master's Mm -hmm. degree, not really um, having anyone that they can kind of like glean from, if you will, you know, so um, as they're listening to um, the Six Figure Social Worker podcast, I'm going to be encouraging them to listen to your podcast as you begin to get it up and running. So I want to just encourage you to make sure you continue on that and don't stop. All right. Anything else you want to share with them? Anything? No. You good? All right. Thank you.
Well, I hope that there was something that was shared um, or that you heard in that discussion that really encouraged you and motivated you. I wanted to let you know that before our session was over, she actually started and and, um, released her first podcast episode. It's just like that, you guys. Once you have a midwife, if you will, a mentor that would encourage you and point you in the right direction, some of the things that you desire to do won't take years. She literally recorded and released her first episode. So if you're looking for it on um, where all podcasts are played, it's entitled Blackity Black Black. Yeah, blackity, black, black. And I am so um, encouraged and inspired by this young lady tenacity and willingness to just follow through. So enjoy the rest of your day and stay tuned for our next episode.